From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. Yes, and I'm wearing my rain poncho. Oh yeah. So I'm trying to stay day. I'm trying to stay very calm with mm-hmm. my arms. <laughs> Matt's like that. The guy wearing like athletic pants walking down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Matt, speaking of athletic pants, maybe it's more like uh leisure pants that need to be worn by you right now. Yes, I think that is very appropriate. Uh so I was just sitting in my in the secret podcast office here room, and my chair just went down. Mm-hmm. It broke. Yeah, but in all fairness to you, my chair broke a few weeks ago. <laughs> so what is this telling us about our health? <laughs> our <laughs> sorry, I'm like as, you call, as you wheeze, as yeah. I wheeze, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I know we we've taken down a couple chairs, and there's the, actually a chair graveyard. We do right to the us. left of our table. We can give tours of the studio. They could see the they could see the graveyard, the secret studio, um, all sorts of great stuff in here. Yeah, so we're we're two for two in breaking chairs. <laughs> we'll have to get some other chairs for our guests. I guess I just gotta yeah, I gotta walk away from the the second helping of yeah, basically right. everything. No, that was just a leaning back situation. You're fine. You're fine. All right. All right. I did. Uh, I did ride two times. Let's go in the rain. Uh, no, no, in my living room. So just setting up the trainer bike. Oh, cool. So yeah, I set up my bike on a trainer, trying to get back into fitness. Yeah. So it's game on. That's great. Two workouts in, baby. That's great. Yes. <laughs> I ran actually last week. We kind of gave some New Year's resolutions, yep. both spiritually, physically. I ran four miles on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Nice. So hopefully that's the start of something. Okay. Okay. So four miles on Saturday. Since since last we talked, that's how much you've run because you were going to do this. <laughs> no, no. I don't mean that in a mean way. Shoot. That came out bad. No. <laughs> Actually, no. Let me look at well, my Well, because you're going to do this like uh, yeah, yeah. mile a day mile situation. A day. Mile a day. Yes. So I actually ran three times last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, there you go. But the four was the longest. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. What were the other ones? Come on. Let's just be uh, specific with the people. They were one and two. One and two. So that's seven. That's seven. In a week, one that's a day. seven. Yep. Bro, see, there you go. Yep. All right. We're on target. Okay. We're feeling right. good about this new year. <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> Even though we're breaking chairs. There you go. <laughs> we're on the path of fulfilling all of our uh, resolutions. Yes. Since I made zero. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but trying to get up every day. That's yeah. the thing. Get up every day to work out. Yep. That's so great. We'll see how it goes. Now, I think I understand what a trainer is, but it's basically putting your bike on like a stand. Yeah. It puts on this thing where like the back wheels will spin. Uh-huh. And uh, so then the front just kind of like sets on like a little stand on the ground. Yeah. But it's like a, I have it, what's called a dumb trainer. So there's huh. like, I don't know if they actually put that on the box, but uh, <laughs> there are smart trainers that more are like the ones that you can use and like go on, like on your TV and like race other people. Oh, like wow. Swift. It's like these, there's these like apps that you can get and okay, stuff. Cool. Um, but mine's just like makes it spin. Yeah. Nothing else. Okay. So, and it's so, it just doesn't have, like, I can't use any like, f- like fancy thing or something okay. like that. So, or like an app to like race people or it's pretty cool. Like you can do these things where you go live and like based on this like power meter thing you have on your bike, it's like, how, it shows how fast you're going. Nice. And then you can like, everybody else has like that same thing. And so you can do like live rides with Whoa. people, but like through the hills of France or, you know, like doing the tour de France course or something like that. So it's kind of, it's, it seems cool. Like I'd love to do it, but like a power meter is kind of expensive and stuff like that. So I just don't have that stuff. Yes. I'm working on not interrupting you. Oh, okay. I uh, see that. I see that hand. Dr. Ganahl. Um, (laughs) Is there any percentage of you 0.001% that ever thinks like this could fall off the train (laughs) the living room real quick oh. <laughs> or is it like so locked in no it's pretty locked in yeah like the way it gets set up is pretty locked in okay uh and i'm just not that fast so i wouldn't really go like that far <laughs> uh, it's more like i have like toppled once because like i you got i got like moving side to side uh-huh. or like or even like leaned over to like yeah. adjust something and then it was like it's like the whole thing like topples that's like the more that's the danger <laughs> That's like for me, like usually before all my bike, before all my crashes, 
I was more like would fall when I couldn't like unclip at a stoplight, like a stoplight or something like that. Yeah. If you've seen that or thought yes, about I've that. I've done that. Yeah, you've done that. I know. It's so like embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, a commercial for, or it was like a little promo thing for this new helmet that when you fall, it's like an airbag goes bloop and it does like a huge like Whoa. A little. Uh, like a bubble around bubble you? Bubble thing. Yeah. Like a balloon, kind of <laughs> yeah, like, a, like an airbag. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting for bikes for bikes oh okay mm-hmm. could use that maybe just for like daily use like oh, walk walking yeah. <laughs> just sort just of for, for podcasting when you lean back yeah exactly uh, exactly and then you're actually the trainer though is more about you know yeah you want to just kind of keep getting better rhythm but you're training for something specific yes doing that whole thing i think i mentioned it but uh i think the london to paris bike ride yes so june something like ninth or something like that like yes. uh heading to gonna be riding from tower bridge in london and then we actually just adjusted the course the huh. course changed a little bit so then down to dover uh-huh. which is in the south of uh, england and then take the ferry across just a quick like two hour ferry and then uh, to a little town called Calais, huh. which that crossing is like if you've seen that movie Dunkirk or heard of yeah. that movie Dunkirk. I love that movie. That's that whole crossing where all those ships were yes. going. And this is a true story of like going to save the British soldiers from uh, Dunkirk in Germany. And so uh, it's like basically that is the the ride across uh, the ferry. And then from that spot in the north of France, then ride three more days ride down to paris so it's like epic yeah so it's like about 380 to 85 mile rides and then the last day is just like 25 30 miles something like that just (laughs) yeah yeah well i mean crazy i know so it'll be good it'll be good yeah so um yeah those are three decently long rides actually in a row um iron man bike ride is 112 miles so i've i'm sort of prepare i've i have prepared and i know what that feels like to Uh do you know even farther than that 80 85 miles right but um so i know it's very 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 doable like Uh it's not even i don't stress on how doable it is but as long Uh as you put you just got to put the work in yeah you know you got to be working now yeah if you don't yeah if you don't start how many people are doing it it's about seven nice something like that yeah so seven people with a support van behind us Mm -hmm. uh and then we're going to be like going to different places that have um, gem ministries in France mm. and then really leading up to the, um, and gem is greater Europe mission, um, but leading up to the, to Paris where yeah. we'll, we'll like be supporting some like ministry happening for the Olympics. Yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know, summer Olympics are in Paris yes. this year, 2024. So pretty cool. So yeah. So gem's doing some cool outreach stuff and mostly really like supporting and coming alongside the the Parisian church, huh. the like Jem was even thinking about doing all these real big outreaches, like bringing in like thousands and thousands of people. Like huh. we were even thinking about like trying to send teams to that yes. at some point, but then the Parisian church um, people, and by pre, I don't mean like one church. I mean like mm-hmm. all the, the kind of a collective of all the churches in Paris. Um, they said, you know what? Like we want this to be us doing uh, this so help support us right but we want to do this work of reaching out to the people that are coming here and huh. to the the parisian people that's awesome which i thought was actually really cool yeah. yes so that's kind of how gem is well the goal not only to be effective in outreach but also to strengthen those churches after the olympics yeah right? exactly so I think like that's a really good way to do that and maybe yeah. that's a good model for us as we head to 2028 with mm-hmm. the olympics coming to socal that's true man wow yeah that's wild to think about that coming to SoCal. I know. And just like us, I think it'd be cool. So I was trying to talk to some, uh, like some missionaries or some other workers with, with Jem. And I said, you know, it's like, what's cool is because Jem at some, at one point it was just all and kind of like the greater mission world was kind of like this, where it was the West to yeah. the rest. Yeah. Right. And so like Americans, North Americans going to Europe for, for this mission mm-hmm. in Europe, going to Europe to help reach people there. And that's what it was for like, you know, almost 70 years mm-hmm. and then um, is, is shifting. And a lot of missions agencies are also shifting of like everyone to everywhere. Right. And so for Jem, it's been more like everyone to Europe and mostly Europeans even to Europe. But yeah. I said, what could be so cool is like, could some Europeans through Jem in some way come yeah. to the United States yeah. and help reach us? That'd be great. Because like we both need to be bolstered in our, the, 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 the like you know 
Los Angelino church right. or whatever is what they'd speak about us. Sure. Either, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we need to be bolstered in our evangelism efforts. Right. And then, um, and then also like they could help reach people from all over yeah. the world. So, and that kind of even goes into our passage we talked about on Sunday with Luke nine, this idea of traveling light, right? Like our dependence yeah. on God. I think there's a sense when, when someone from the outside comes in, there's a sense of, okay, I have to be dependent because it's a different environment that I'm used to. Yeah. It's not my home, my comforts. Mm-hmm. And so there is a sense of greater, de- it can be a sense of yeah, greater dependence. Totally. Um, and yet there's also some intrigue in uh, people groups reaching their own people groups. Yeah. And I think it's both and, right? That's kind of what, you, what you're getting at. No, totally, that. you're right. Yeah. Um, but what's exciting is the Parisian church will still be there yeah, long exactly. after the Olympics is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something uh, John Burns, uh, who's the president of GEM, he says, uh, there's always a place for catalytic outsiders. Yes. Is the like, I word. love that. I love that, yeah. that word. Um, so, cause that's like helpful. And I think that's even would be helpful to us. Like some person from Germany that's been fired up for Jesus and they come here and they're like, we got to, let me help, like, you know, get you fired up too yes. or whatever. And, uh, I mean, even that's kind of like what John is cause he's been even living in, in Texas right? <laughs> and, and then he's started a church out of his house mm. and just really reaching like his neighborhood mm-hmm. and is a catalytic outsider. People are right. like, Oh, who's this cool Brit guy, yeah. you know? And then people are just kind of curious and interested in it. Yeah. And then, uh, and so that's what, yeah, we need some catalytic outsiders, but then we also have this more like knowledge of place yep. and culture and all that. But as long as we're not just ignoring it, you know, anyway. Yeah. I watched a video a couple of years ago and it was a church planter and it was on social media and he was moving to Orange County and mm-hmm. he, in this video, he's like, Orange County needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I, I'm coming yeah. to help you know provide that. And I remember just like rankling at that, like what the heck? Like there's so many of us that are working in the trenches for this every day. Yes, dude. And for you to ignore that work feels like hurtful Mm -hmm. and kind of prideful. Um, And yet what you just said is true. It's like those outsiders can spark movements, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also acknowledging those that are already doing the work and then teaming together. I know. It's so, that's so interesting because it's like, I totally have seen those videos too. And I'm like, Oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, (laughs) Or like the guy from like Minnesota that lives in the snow is like, I feel called to start a church at St. Clemente, you know? And I'm like, mm, are you sure? It's, let's double check that calling, bro. You know, oh, and I'm not saying it can't be, but right. you know? yep. <laughs> and then, uh, but I'd be all kind of like annoyed by that too. Yes. And like, that's important to see how, how do we do that same thing potentially to some places that we might yeah. be going to and yeah. to have. Both that like willingness to be a catalytic outsider with the humility yeah. of recognizing those that are local. And I think that's something even just in our own context, like, okay, so at your workplace, at uh, at your third places in a sense, kind of look around, like what's already happening? What's God mm-hmm. already doing? What can you join? You don't have to always reinvent mm-hmm. something. Um, maybe at your work, there's already like a cool Bible study that some people are doing mm-hmm. at their lunch break. And so for you with a heart to reach your coworkers. That's awesome. Yeah. But maybe it's just joining what's happening and yeah. encouraging them and helping them and boosting it, that yeah. kind of thing or whatever the case yeah. is. Yeah. Sometimes I see like a, a missionary person like goes to some place and then they live this life there that you're like, isn't that just like being a Christian? Like, <laughs> and so they, you know, and I'm like, why are we like, I don't know. Like that's just being a Christian there. Sure. Right? And cause that's kind of like what we should just be doing. Like, Always. Right. And, but I think some things are real simple and cool, right? Like you hear about, I'll hear these stories. You're like, oh, this person, they moved to even like keeping Paris, right? Mm -hmm. There's this, like this woman who moved to Paris. And so she's been like walking her specific neighborhood Mm -hmm. and prayer walking her specific neighborhood Mm -hmm. and trying to go to these like specific places over and over and over again Mm -hmm. to kind of get a sense of being known in this area. Yeah. And uh, that's not like that hard yeah to do that here yeah like ourselves you could right? do it in your everyday rhythms yeah. yep yeah i think sometimes the thing you can kind of get jealous of a little bit of that maybe that missionary life is if they're just saying this is what i'm gonna do this is like my job quote unquote sure. like this is what i just get to do all day every day uh-huh uh, but then sometimes the missionaries will actually get a job because that's like the best way to meet people right <laughs> yeah so then you're like well oh see that's what i mean it's just being a christian in a place yeah it's like <laughs> but being like open about it too yep. like being yeah. Anyway, I think when you do go somewhere else, there is a sense of accountability and purpose that you go with. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. where 
at times in our own culture, our own place, even if you're from somewhere else and you come uh, to a place and you live there for a while, you start to kind of lose a little bit of that like edge, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Or focus. And so, yeah, when you have home churches that are like sending you out and you're writing like monthly updates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I almost wish, <laughs> like it, I, I have such a blessing, you guys. So I get to, in my role, like receive all of our missionary updates every month. So we ask our missionaries to update us as a church basically monthly, bi-monthly, and they do a great job of doing that. And so I get to see all these different newsletters come in. Um, they've kind of morphed over the years. It used to be like these physical, you know, letters that we would get, and then yeah. it kind of became blogs for a while. Now everyone's kind of using like the the app or like the kind of set templates and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, but it's so fun to receive all these things. Like I almost wish every Christian could do that. Yeah, like just exactly. have like a newsletter of like, <clears throat> not out of legalism or anything like that, no, but just yeah. like, write Like, hey, here's what happened this month. Here's some gospel conversations I had. Here's what I'd ask for you to pray for me about. Like, yeah, maybe we should just like let's do something like that. Like, yeah, all exactly. Right, we're, all, <laughs> we're all just gonna create newsletters to send out to people. I like that too. Actually, we have to send them to our missionaries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> let's see how many. Yeah, how many gospel conversations have you had? How many persons of peace right. have you developed? Right. Yeah. How many? Yeah. I think that'd just be interesting. I do too. I like that a lot, actually. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, any other, like, just kind of casual stuff you want to chat about? Well, before we get into. I, yeah, I don't. Sunday? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You're <laughs> taking a page literally out of. Oh, it's, it's just a service planning thing. Oh, no, but there's notes bro, on there. There's tons of notes all over there. Man, I can barely see that. And I got a little crisis of faith going on right now. I know. I saw what you I, said. I can. I'm not be able to see the back screen anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so, like, this has happened a- quickly. Any of the words? You can't see no, any I mean, of I mean, the I can words. see, if, if we do, okay, so we have a back screen in the worship center yeah. when we're preaching. So, rather than, like, look behind our shoulders and be like, what's on that, you know, what's screen? On the floor? Yeah, we can see it from the back. And it's yeah. like a little kind of, like, cheat, cheat thing or whatever, preview screen. Um, I can see the big, t- like, if I title something, like, uh, yesterday was, like, the one who sends us, I can see that. Okay. I can't see if I put any, like, scriptures on there. Like, okay. more than two or three lines is basically what I... I lose focus on. Mm, yeah. Is that? I, yeah, I definitely cannot read the, when it's like a Bible verse that's, yeah, three or four or five yeah. lines or whatever. I don't know how many we even do. But like, yeah, I, I turn to my side and read on the yeah. screen behind which is, me. Which is fine. Which, yeah, it's fine. I mean, the, the preview screen that we're seeing on the back wall is mostly, well, it's been good because we haven't been able to see it. But like, it's mostly like, oh, here's, I need to click now kind yes. of thing, right? So yeah. without turning around, because that's what's like annoying. But yeah. yeah, I think it's okay to read it, but I I don't know. I don't know if it's like us getting old or or if it's like, have, have you think it's gotten smaller? We got to- I don't know. We, we got we to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, ask the technical people about yeah. these Yeah, I mean, things. no one else cares about this, but the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think people like when we talk about our sort of inside baseball sure. um, of- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> of the of the preaching the preaching world, right? Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah, getting old. So you just feel like you've just sort of started. It's just kind of hit me the this. last few times I've spoken. Yeah, here yeah. at Calvary, like man, that that screen's useless to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, but a couple a couple life updates. I don't know oh, if I yeah. mentioned this, but Samuel Doan. Uh, my second child got his license. Whoa. Did I tell, already say that? Not on here. At okay, okay. Maybe. I can't so remember. So that's been pretty fun. Okay, good, uh, good. Just seeing him gain some independence. Yeah, man. And also it's driven Marie and I to our knees yeah, <laughs> in really. greater and deeper ways as we've seen him drive away. So how many drivers and how many cars? What's your situation yeah, right now? Yeah, we have a little bit of a musical chair thing going on. So we have, uh, we have two kids that are driving and then Marie and I. And okay. Marie drives four days a week to Ontario from Santa Ana. Yeah. So that's like 60 miles both ways. But two kids are, but Lily's at college. Like, does she's she at college. Does she yeah. have a car there? But, yeah, but here's the moving parts. Okay. So we've been trying to let Marie take a car that, like, has the best gas mileage because she's driving the farthest. My commute here is yes. five minutes. Exactly. So I usually take the car that's, like, least reliable mm-hmm. or can make it here but maybe not farther. Yeah. Which right now is our Jeep Cherokee. And yes. so that's what I'm driving. And then Lily's been taken because she only needs a car. She like basically drives once a week. Yeah. So we've been kind of giving her the car that, you know, basically we don't need to drive that week or has the biggest gas guzzling. Okay. Okay. And then Samuel's kind of in between. So anyways, yeah. We're, so we're kind of figuring that out. So we don't have an assigned car for the kids yet. Yeah, exactly. 
So do you have three cars, four drivers, or we two have four cars? Four cars, you have four, four cars. drivers. Oh, oh, so that I mean that's a not, oh, it's a hard problem. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you had a fourth car. Yeah. Wow, fancy. <laughs> well, it's, it's what you're paying us here, right? That's yeah, that's right. It. Yeah, exactly. No, we were we were we were given uh, my in laws' old car. <clears throat> oh, nice. Yeah. I might just go steal my dad's car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should, you know, but no, uh, <laughs> I know because we're dealing with, I mean, Grace has a, Grace has now a car that's like her car okay. since she went to college yeah. and then, um, but like we're doing the two cars with three drivers yes. situation at, at home. So, so how do you, how you work in that? It's pretty much, I get my car <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Ella and B kind of have to like trade off okay uh but now they both go to the and that partially mostly that's because they both go to the same place each yes. day so at orange lutheran high school um so that helps a bit with mm -hmm. having mom working at school mm -hmm. and so that's yeah it's so far so good and then mm -hmm. it's like if ella's doing something in the evening then b and i just use my car sure. kind of thing for for either of us that's great so it's mostly working out but we're trying to figure it out mm -hmm. but uh i know it's like hard too because i feel like if we bought like a beater car of some sort then that would go to me. Yeah. That's, that's like part of the right. problem. <laughs> that's, what you're, that's what you're hesitating on. Because <laughs> they would probably like, because uh, I wouldn't want either of them to be in a car that's going to break right. down or something. That's my fear you know? too. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that's interesting. It's always like, <laughs> it's always like trying to figure this stuff out. Totally. And it's like Orange County problems. It know? is. Because yeah, yeah like, we were in aforementioned <laughs> France. It's like, oh, we'll just take the, just walk out your apartment and jump yeah, in yeah. the train and get to where you need to go or yeah. walk a few blocks. But exactly. Have you ever walked from your house to church? No, dude. It's like a little over two miles. <laughs> Nothing. Well, just why would I? I don't know. I thought, I thought about wanting to, um, I thought about wanting to like, ride my bike or run yes. and then shower. Like there's a, there's like yeah. a couple showers. If people don't know, there's like a, there's showers by the baptismal bathrooms in the, like in the back of the worship center. Yeah. And then there's this one rando shower up in the upstairs of the worship center. I got to tell you though, yes. something on that shower, which, I, which I walked one? into the back of the worship center. Oh yeah. Bathroom yeah. Shower cockroach. Right. There was literally, I'm, I'm going to exaggerate Sorry. a little bit, but there was probably 20 cockroaches. Yeah, I jumped on your punchline. I no, apologize. No, no. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Cockroach City, dude. <laughs> if, I don't know where they're coming from or what, but they have found their home. I know. I, I bet it's because it's like a water source of some yeah. sort, you know? Yeah. And it's like, even if it's never used, I don't know if anyone ever, right? I, I don't remember the last time like people showered <laughs> there. I do know, I won't say the employee's name, but there was an employee that would do cal fit when oh, we were yeah. doing like right. that stuff and then would shower yeah here and then stay yeah so there's a couple people that would do that which uh <laughs> is, it makes sense i guess right. but it's just like creepy back just there stepping man. on cockroaches yeah <laughs> just <laughs> crunching them dude <laughs> i don't have a fear of cockroaches i mean they're just like oh that's a bummer yeah. marie literally my sweet wife she'll call me if there's ever a cockroach that's found in our house yeah. she'll call me be like come on right now and take care of this and she's like on a chair, like paralyzed. Dude, yes. Like I don't even know if I should even talk about it. The I know level, I probably shouldn't either. The level of fear of like the how high it is with me, it's like I don't even want to use words like anymore. I'm just gonna say it's a lot. What what is it? <laughs> I've tried know, to man. have I've tried to have Marie describe it to me. Like, what are you afraid it's gonna attack you? Are you afraid? Yeah, there's I don't know, man. But they're yeah, she's super scared of them too. Yes. And I now, look, I don't like them. They're gross or whatever, but they're so easy to defeat. <laughs> like if you and I know there's going to be people out there that are like the don't kill them, you know. Oh, no, them, there's no one listening right now that is, uh, is pro cockroach. I, I would know, defy anyone to write in to say that they're pro cockroach. <laughs> I know, but people think you shouldn't like kill the, the insect. You should put it outside or whatever. I'm oh, just boy. saying there are those there are those who have these convictions. I get like a grasshopper i do or not share said convictions yeah yeah but spider see spider no straight kill straight kill yeah see matt matt's pretty dark when well it maybe, comes not to daddy, animals. maybe not a daddy maybe not a daddy maybe not daddy long legs i feel like i have compassion on daddy long legs okay because it's like we're fathers <laughs> 
They just kind of have like they're like skinny and they kind of like walk like I'm not going to hurt anybody. Yeah, they're not that furry. I think there's a thing that if they were bigger, they'd be like the most poisonous or something. Yes. That they're so small that it's like they actually have like this deadly venom, but yeah. because they're so small, it doesn't affect us. I've heard this too. Yeah, I don't. That could be like a total urban legend. No, I've I like heard it. this many yeah. times. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if you could just harvest that venom though, and like you know, put it on like your spear tips or something. You know. <laughs> Your blow darts. <laughs> right now, everyone's listening to this going, the boys are back. <laughs> They've been too serious the last couple of weeks, but they finally have reached the point that we're waiting for. <laughs> Talked about blow darts and spears with Venom. Yeah. I think about that kind of stuff a lot. I do think about... Um, <laughs> I do think about things like black holes and quicksand. I know I've brought up quicksand before. I feel like quicksand was going to be a bigger issue in my life. <laughs> like you were preparing for it? When you were a kid, it felt like you had to be, you didn't know how to get out of quicksand. It was like something that you were taught. It was a constant fear. Yeah. I've yes. never seen quicksand in my life, A. <laughs> oh, bro. What, where? Yeah. Where? Ecuador. Oh, okay. So see, yeah. I've never been to Ecuador. Okay. But there's just... It feels a little slower acting in reality than what it seems to us now. Right. Not so quicksand, slow sand. Yeah, it's more like <laughs> it's well, you fall in and then there's nothing to reach. Oh, yeah. So you're like trying. It's it's like a pit. And when you wiggle and then you wiggle, you just go deeper. <laughs> yeah. But did you actually see it? <laughs> it's, uh, well, Chet Williams is like, that's quicksand. That's all. That's all I know. I feel like if there was quicksand, I want to go with Chet Williams and go. I want to go. I want to just like. Let me hold a rope <laughs> and let's get start sinking into it and see what happens. Well, like, what'd you do? You can't you can't panic. I know. That's what but we do like a life a life lesson situation. Like he'd he'd coach me through this. I'm getting nervous just thinking about this. I feel like I feel sort of like a bad person because I haven't been to Ecuador like on a mission trip or anything, but I kinda wanna go to do quicksand. <laughs> just have a mission for quicksand. <laughs> you should look up for when you're we you go to Paris. Like look up. Is there quicksand Bro, in there's France? No, there's no quicksand in Paris. No, 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 no. There's beaches and there's lots of beaches. I'm sure there's there's lots of sandy places. I don't think the quicksand's at the beach. Well, it's funny that you said that because <laughs> the kids and I were at Crystal Cove State Beach no with our library pass. Thank you, Keely. <laughs> and uh, we were there, and my kids were like, hey, we're in quicksand. And I'm like, what? I've been preparing for, I've been preparing for this my yeah. entire life. And it was like they were kind of like sinking just a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's like like sand. Yeah. Like sand that's wet. Yeah. I like doing that. That's what I would do. I would like wiggle and be like, oh, I'm sinking in quicksand. I would do that when I was a kid. That was awesome. <laughs> I mean, Eden might be short enough that she would sink into that quicksand. There's got to be quicksand in Orange. Do you think there's quicksand in Orange County? Pretty much, I'd say no. Okay. I don't, and even if someone says yes, I like prove it. Like I don't believe you. <laughs> I, this has to be proven to me. I actually don't even really think quicksand's real. Really? I think it's a myth. No one. I don't think any. Someone has to prove really? to me quicksand is real. Wow, this is that's a big <laughs> statement right there. That's. <laughs> What's the other thing? Um, we've I think we even talked about this. We already have so many a people bit. yelling at the at their phones right now. Going, what's the other thing you were more worried about when you were younger that you feel like it's not an issue now? Well, of course, kidnappings. I was worried about getting kidnapped every single day. Okay, got darker than I thought it was. Going to be. <laughs> uh, I know mean, it was like we'd have like special codes. Like they would at school, they would teach you like, yeah. all right, someone's gonna try to. Offer you a ride home. Yeah, don't yeah, take yeah. it unless they yeah. have the secret family code. So we had like a family code. No, oh, good job. It's Oakland A's. If you I never got offered like a like candy from anybody. Before. I know that's why. Was yeah. that happening to anybody? Probably. That's we should probably be careful how much we talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I didn't yeah, that might be a trigger. Uh, might be a trigger, trigger alert. Because if, it, if it's real, it's like really horrific. Yeah. Real. Of course. Um, of course. Of course. All right, well, maybe like something that's not so like, so gnarly okay. like that. <laughs> what was were, I? Were you worried about black black holes? <laughs> I mean, I've thought about black holes many times. <laughs> well, let me think. What, do you have something? Oh, that's what I was trying to remember. Like, what did I remember? Well, I did remember. I think I've even said this. Like, I thought there was going to be a lot more water moccasins, <laughs> these snakes that come out of the wa like water snakes. Yeah, that like are kind of like rattle rattlesnakes uh -huh. that are going to bite you. Uh huh. I was worried about water snakes. Where? Just, like in water, just any 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 body of water. <laughs> you just always... Oh, and leeches, leeches. Oh yeah. I thought leeches were going to be a bigger thing too. Yeah. Like you go into a river, 
there's going to be leeches on you is kind of what I thought. Okay, there's something that (laughs) all of you SoCalians don't have to worry about that we really had to growing up in Northern California. You had leeches? No, we didn't have leeches. We had ticks. Oh, yeah. We would get deer ticks all the time. And I know that's actually can be dark, too, because there's like Lyme disease. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But literally, I would look down and be like, oh, man. Yeah. And there'd be a giant tick embedded in my side of my stomach area. And it was just growing because it was like feeding off my blood. And you'd have to like pull it out, but you wouldn't get the head out. So you'd have to like get a like You're not tweezers. supposed to pull it out, dude. You're supposed to like use fire or something. <laughs> I had ticks when I was a kid too. Really? Here? Yeah. You're supposed to like make them want to crawl out. So I've never seen a tick since I've lived here. I don't know. For some reason, ticks were like more of a thing when I was a kid. That's another thing. Like, yeah. Maybe ticks have died off. Ticks have died off, I think. Yeah. Global warming. <laughs> it's definitely global warming. <laughs> okay. So yeah, leeches, ticks. I don't really like your examples. Kidnapping and ticks are kind of like not <laughs> dark. That good. Yeah. Too dark. You need some better examples. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I just have to think for, we need Dr. Ganahl back here, but I think I just need to like go back to my childhood for a minute. I'm, I had hundreds of fears. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I wonder like if we can Google this, like things we were afraid of in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> That aren't like that aren't like actually a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see what it says. I don't know. Like we'll see. We'll see. This could be. Um, why were people so weird and creepy in the eighties? <laughs> Things that scared kids in the eighties. Um, Large Marge. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had a fear. So we would do sleepovers when I was a kid, and I had a fear like, oh, if they if someone puts your hand in warm water, you'll. Wet, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll wet the bed. Yeah, dude. So we were constantly trying to get warm water and put it in our friends, put our hands in it. And it's never, yeah. didn't make it ever work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, razor blades and apples. Yeah. At, at Halloween. Remember? Yeah, that was careful like a of thing. that. Careful of that. You had to be careful of that. Yep. Does Does anybody poison the candy also? That was like a thing, too. We were scared. Big of, thing. Yeah. That was a thing, right? We were scared of poison candy. My parents would always say, like, be careful what candy you get, but they would never check it. So yeah. it's kind of like they were sort of concerned but not really um yeah uh oh yeah there's quicksand from the never-ending story that's why is that why our tax the horse like died in this like sinking oh. mud oh see we were scared of that you should, you should google uh <laughs> this is really exciting for everybody google <laughs> quicksand quicksand orange we're 30 minutes in <laughs> quicksand orange county <laughs> quicksand is there a quicksand you, in orange county okay i'll do that yeah you google that Okay, I'm going to do that right now. Um, all right, guys. Pretty soon we're going to transition to talking about some serious stuff, but I'm sure you could check the timestamps. And, uh, you know, you can, like, just, you can advance in that. Um, oh, see, seven things that scared all <laughs> Irish 80s and 90s kids. Oh, yeah, swallowing chewing gum. Whoa, yes. Quicksand. Uh-huh. The impending millennium, uh-huh. like Y2K. <laughs> right. We were scared of Y2K was going to make all our computers break. Uh-huh. Uh, being in the car during an automatic car wash, it was scary to people back then, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, remember, I don't that. remember that either. Um, anyway, all right, maybe we should move on. Okay. It does What'd say, so I did see is the threat of quicksand is real and dangerous in Southern California. No. Yes. No. no. What's the source? Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's the good old Riverside press enterprise newspaper. It's gotta be real. Okay. It's in the newspaper. It sounds more real than it's in what the Santa Ana Riverbed. Uh, they're they're showing a picture of the is it Jarupa Valley or Harupa? Okay. Uh, 2015, a horse getting stuck in quicksand. Oh, there you go. I think it felt yeah. I feel like it's like a horse situation. Yeah. See, it's like there. Was, oh yeah, we were. Oh, icebergs. We were also scared of icebergs. Big time. We think like they've kind of figured that out. Like I guess I don't know if like the. You don't really hear about cruise ships hitting hitting icebergs anymore. Not really. I just heard like some people are on a cruise ship up to like the Northern Lights in Norway. It was just like some people that we know. No problems. And yeah, they're fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> asteroid strikes. Yes, Haley's comet. Yeah, you're scared. Very nervous of that. What what's your uh, what's your stance on uh, Bigfoot? What's your Bigfoot stance? Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing that up because yeah, in NorCal. That was also a constant fear. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. I lived really in the forest, the redwoods, and so we would constantly explore as kids. 
and we were convinced several times that Bigfoot was either following us or we'd seen his tracks. Okay, what did he look like to you? And there was hundreds, I feel like there was probably one. There was, I feel like there was hundreds of books on Bigfoot in the 80s. Like, yeah, there, there was all there kinds so of, many, like, yeah. Bigfoot sightings and, yeah. What's your What's your stance on UFOs? Oh, okay, now we're really getting <laughs> we're to some more good. Um, uh, I think it's possible. I mean, God could have created life in other places. I think he could do whatever he wants, and, you know, we don't— obviously have everything revealed to us, so it's very possible. Have we been visited by UFOs? I don't think so. Oh, you don't? I don't think so. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do you have any, like, reasons? No. no, I don't really have much, but I just think, I don't think there is. I think that we are, I don't know. I just think we are uh, uniquely created. That's huh. what I think. I yeah. don't know. I don't really have a... Uniquely knitted? <laughs> exactly. I don't have a strong... Uh, like need to be right about that. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah. I think uh, if, if aliens show up, then cool, we're going to, would work. that throw off any like theology that you have? Or we have. Yeah. I don't know. Would it, I'm trying to think like, I don't know what the, I haven't ever really like thought through like revelation based on yeah. other planets. I think there life. is something in Mormonism that like teaches that Jesus went to other planets and like, yeah, yeah. Also died for them. Um, I just, the Bible just gives no hint that that was ever, right. ever even a possibility or a case. Yeah. All right. I think we should stop. Talking okay. About this stuff. All right. So you're welcome for 35 <laughs> minutes of utter nonsense. Um, what, let's just cover ticks, quicksand. <laughs> what else did we talk I about? Like this whole thing. Uh, let's talk about Sunday. Yes. You guys, I have taken some serious notes. Excellent. And we are here to bring both serious uh, like to talk real positively and serious about some things. And yes. we're going to just bring the hammer down on that about a couple things too. Oh, let's do it. Did that scare you? Let's do it. It's not going to be real, but there's a couple things that, that I actually wasn't one of my fears when I was growing up was being critiqued on sermons. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this isn't sermon critique, but I do. There's like one thing that I was mad at you for yeah, saying, go for it. Uh, only because it was when you're mean to yourself. Uh, let's do that one first. Well, I, you said you it's this, in the flow. It's so funny because you had this, you actually addressed it later, or you, or you, because uh, you said this thing of, um, I'm trying to find where it was. Um, you said, <laughs> oh yeah, like when you were like this bench warmer or something, you said that was the epitome of my athletic career as being a bench warmer. Oh. And then like five minutes later, you're like, I was the big baseball star. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I had someone come up to me, they're like, nice, bra uh, nice brag on yeah. being a baseball kid. And I was yeah. like, oh man, I didn't. No, it was it's good. so funny how those things come out, right? I know. I was like more mad at you for like saying the bench warmer thing than I was of the brag part. That that, that was the epitome of my yeah. Because I'm like sports. Because I turned to Seth. I was sitting next to your son. <laughs> I turned to Seth. And I'm like, he played college baseball. Like, come so, on, what is that about? Here's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that was definitely like an ad lib. That was nowhere planned. <laughs> you didn't write down. No. I am a bench warmer. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think I meant to say. Uh, that was the epitome of my basketball career. Oh, you said I never, I never, career. I never played beyond. Yeah, that makes more sense. Middle school, but okay, I take that. That's all good. Right. All right, all right. So yeah, Luke nine, Luke nine, baby. Uh, yeah, but Luke nine one through six, the very beginning, where yes. Jesus sends out the twelve. Yes, because in a couple months they're going to hear me talk about when yes. he sends out the seventy two. I left a little meat on the bone for you, and it's like almost the same story. It is. Because uh, <laughs> it's like the whole, whole wipe the dust off your yes. feet kind of thing. I'm going to have a whole nother angle, I've That's decided. Great. I'm going to talk great. more about the 10-2 yep. prayer thing. There's definitely tons of room for that. Yes, yes. So we're good. We actually brainstormed this with a group of people mm -hmm. last Thursday. And uh, I was like, I don't know what Matt's going to say this <laughs> Sunday, but I'm going to just go from there. And also a month <laughs> later, you're good. Oh, yeah, exactly. We'll all forget. <laughs> but I like some of that stuff on um, uh, like the sort of cultural context of the wiping the dust from your feet, yes. you know, so yeah. of like shaking your shoe off or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. It's so funny because sandals, you know, commonplace from what we understand in that era, but they also were used for so many symbolic things too, like covenants. You would take off your shoes, mm -hmm. walk through blood, right? At some point, or mm -hmm. you would like exchange a sandal at times to like mm. symbol a contract. And then the whole shake your dust off your feet, yeah. the whole foot washing that Jesus yeah. experiences and then also washes people's feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like feet and sandals, <laughs> like surprisingly, like a 
key theological theme of the scriptures. Do you think they had other shoes? <laughs> What's the other shoe like situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like old, like ancient Native Americans had moccasins. <laughs> like, did they have something like that? You know, I've I don't never really know the. I've shoe never read situation. anything about that, but that would be an interesting deep dive because it gets cold in Israel. Yeah, it can and so especially up north, and they took care of lots of sheep. So you'd figure that the, they'd somehow use that wool, yeah, in clothing and potential footwear. Yeah, you gotta have some. You gotta have a little better footwear than just a sandal right. for certain seasons. Right. Yeah, I agree. Did the because did the Roman soldiers? Like, I'm sorry, this is like yeah, soldiers you know, so had. I've read about this better boots or something. Yeah, they, well, they had like the full like calf, <clears throat> like at least when they were in like military yeah. um, situations, full calf lace up. Oh, that's like, right. Almost like boots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to shake our boots. <laughs> that sounds like you're scared. <laughs> we're shaking in our boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we start early uh, in the sermon. You, um, Alyssa Burgess read yes. the, read the text and then you did, was this, did you plan or did you ad lib that whole like life story of Alyssa Burgess? It's fully planned because I was wanting to connect it to the sermon. Okay. So I walked off stage and I was like, oh, shoot. I meant to like say a little bit more about Alyssa and Young Life. It's perfect. And then because I actually forgot to say a couple things. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I forgot. I know. Because <laughs> you like because you went into this whole thing and I was like, yeah. oh, yes, you saved me. But then you you had that all planned yeah, already. Okay, sure. That was amazing. I thought that was like a masterful well, transition to then God's calling us. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. I mean, that's like her story, right? Like she was like this kid that was yeah. discipled and yeah. mentored. And then now is doing that with students herself. And so it's really living out. Totally. Luke nine. Yeah. That was just cool. Like God's calling is not just for Alyssa. It's for us, yeah. you know? And yeah. so you kind of like brought it, brought it home. Cool. Uh, I like that a lot. That was awesome. I guess I am doing sermon uh, evaluation, <laughs> which is possibly <laughs> you're getting a little insight into our uh, Tuesday morning. Yeah, right. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah. I love that like football game sort of flip thing of like the, the 22 people that are tired right. and need a break and right. then the thousands in the stands that need some exercise. Have you heard that before? I've heard that expression, but I don't know if I really ever heard it like. You did the flip on that one right. too of the like maybe it's the same with us. Yeah, with the church. Um, yeah, with the church where there might be, and that's just like the classic eighty twenty rule, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you guys have heard or not heard that, but it kind of like crosses over into everything. Like mm. eighty or twenty percent of the people do eighty percent of the work mm -hmm. in like all sorts of situations. Like this is it's like a universalism across yeah. like most organizations, churches, just sort of things in life. Maybe yeah. in, even in like family dynamics, like twenty percent of the family like does right the work on like <laughs> you know. I know that's true in our house. Like for setting up the Christmas lights, twenty five percent of the family does all the work. <laughs> One out of four, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like that's that's true that there's like a group of people that yeah. have been like giving a lot, serving a lot, or tired maybe yes. even. And it's like, hey, like we, I think th those twenty percent too would just be like so delighted to have more like join in, right, and jump in. And it's kind of I don't know. We've done a lot of this over the last several years. We did, actually did a whole series called "Get in the Game." If you remember that way back. Mm -hmm. And I think every year or so we just touch on this idea of like, hey, it's so much more fun when you're engaged in ministry yeah. or engaged in the life of the church or even as an outside the church, but just engaged in um, serving and, and doing uh, what God's called you to do. So much more fun, yeah. so much more, um, I think, just awakens and alivens your relationship with, with Jesus Christ. But for some reason, it's still so hard to get people off the bench or off out of the stands. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. It's super true. Um, but um, and that's where it's like this. It should be like we want it to be like a winsome calling, right? Yeah. Yes. To get in the game, not not like guilt. But at the same time, I think it's kind of even why like, we include serving on a team as part of the Connect Sunday. Mm. So we had that whole Connect Sunday with all these booths and we yeah. include serving on a ministry team of some sort because yeah. it's such a great way to connect totally and so you're not just gonna you know you're not just gonna like do the thing that's the service yeah and because even that's fulfilling enough hopefully and then yeah. but then you're also gonna like make some really good friends and yep and just have some lifelong people that you care about so yeah i've cool. seen i've seen that with our pantry team so once a month we serve mm. here on the campus we invite people to come get groceries and it's been fun over the last couple of years to see 
people serving together and building genuine friendships, yeah. care for one another as they're serving in the name of Jesus. And that's so awesome. that's just a nice byproduct of that. All right, let's see what else we got here for you. Are you nervous? No, I'm good. Are you hurting? Yeah, I, started, making it, like a, I started itching my ear. It's making a pain face, guys. I know, I think I have a tick. <laughs> I think a Do you want tick. me to burn it out? I think it, I don't so know. seriously, when I was a kid, like they literally, my dad would like light a match. Yeah. And put it like close to the tick, and yeah. the tick would like creep and crawl out of my flesh. Yeah, yeah, so gnarly. Yeah, I don't think that's the way you do it. Now. I had one on top of my head, and I think he got like a <laughs> a needle, like burning hot, and then touched it on the tick, <laughs> but not on my head. But it was wow. in my hair, like in my hair. How did he know how to do that? That's incredible. That's like surgical. I know, dude. I don't know, man. Huh. <laughs> I was. You know, Boy Scouts. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like that was like a lot of this, like calling is like getting yes. in the game, right? A yes. lot of, like that was kind of like a lot of what you're saying there. Yep. Um, oh yeah, I was thinking about, because you're saying be ready like mm. all the time because you could be sitting on the bench and you never know when you're going to get right. called in. And I was thinking about that actually, um, like when you're saying that, I, I heard about this guy because there's like in, in uh, NFL right now, like in the playoffs, there'll be these people that are getting called up that mm. haven't been playing all year uh-huh. and this guy like the first week i think it was the first week of the playoffs for the bills he had not played a game all season oh. he wasn't even on the team wow and he got called up onto the team like from the practice squad or something yeah and then in that first playoff game he led the team in tackles wow it's like a linebacker or that's something. cool and he led the team in tackles like so yeah. first like be ready like first yeah. game back like you gotta go like yep. let's go get in there totally you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, it's like, it's just kind of like, a yeah, cool thought. You never know. Like always be ready. Like it's time to, it's time to jump in. What uh, do you think though on that note? So I the disciple spiritual thing is the, di- the disciples, <laughs> <laughs> really cool story. You know, the disciples yeah. almost had two years of walking with Jesus at this point. And so they're, they've watched Jesus. They've experienced, they've actually been in the boat when storms have happened and he's calmed them. He, they've had yeah. front row seats to miracles. Uh, they've seen him overcome demonic oppression. Like, it's just so cool, yeah. the things they've experienced. But really, this is the first time they've ever, like, participated in ministry. Right. That's I, heard, right. I was trying to, like, even think this through as I was preparing for this message. Like, yeah, there needs to be some prep. Like, you can't just, like, be, become a believer in Christ, and then the next week you're starting a church. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, there's definitely, like, a season. Mm-hmm. Paul had three years after the Damascus Road experience mm-hmm. before he was really engaged in being sent out by the church. And so, yeah, prep is definitely necessary, but I don't think you'll ever feel completely ready. Like at right. some point you're just called upon and you got to say yes. Yeah. So what, I don't know if you ever struggle with that tension with even in leadership, like, okay, I don't know if this person's ready, but I think I need to like just kind of push them lovingly to mm-hmm. get involved. Like, cause we could use excuse the rest of our life. Like, oh, I'm not equipped. Or I'm not prepared. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you want to like start with, it's like baby steps or whatever. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. Start, good point. St- like, like start with a like something that feels a little less risky or mm-hmm. or something that's like talk just talking to a friend about God or mm-hmm. whatever or just uh you know I don't know like like I just think of like smaller asking someone to pray for them or you mm-hmm. know like or or do what cuz it sometimes could be looked down upon as like clipboard ministry like certain things that yeah. can be done by signing your name on a clipboard right. which I get like I think sometimes we we ask everybody to only do that stuff you know yeah. but and so we want to like ask people to do other things but like greeting at church or something you know could be like a cool start but it's not greeting at church is i mean i know for some people like just personality wise that could be terrifying but yeah (laughs) huge um but like that's not like you don't have to have a like a theology degree to do that or something and you can just express the love of god to people and just be gracious and kind Mm -hmm. or you know so stuff like that like um i think take a take a swing that's a little less like maybe risky or with needs to carry a bunch of like knowledge behind it or yeah. something, you know, but, um, I don't know, stuff like that. Like, and then yeah. just keep, keep going though. Yeah. Um, it's hard because sometimes the presented gifts of the church are the platform stage type mm-hmm. gifts. And so people are like, Oh, I could never do that. So therefore I don't want to get involved or I only want to do that. Right. And it's like, Oh, there's, Really, that's such a small part of like the overall building yeah. of a church. Uh, I heard a story. I don't know how much is true because I didn't hear it directly from Greg Laurie, but I heard Greg Laurie as he was um, developing as a, a believer in Christ and feeling like he might be called to being a pastor, actually approached Chuck Smith and said, hey, you know, I'd, 
I'd love to get involved. And Chuck Smith said, go talk to our custodial team. And that's like where he started. And so um, I might have to fact check that story. But the idea of like, okay, yeah, start small like you're staying, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be zero to 100. Yeah, or like even recognizing. I think it's always important, too, that we recognize that taking like a a warm meal to – a family in need mm. or something or somebody that just is going through an illness or mm-hmm. whatever, that's like getting involved or mm-hmm. whatever. Like it doesn't have to be, I don't know. It doesn't have to be teaching a Sunday school class yeah. or um, I don't know, yeah. stuff like that. And that's, what's cool. Even like the pop-up pantry is like so cool because yeah. it's pretty chill. Like the actual work yep. is like, you know, you're putting a box in somebody's trunk, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's like, at the same time, it's like very satisfying and you're bonding with some people mm-hmm. and you're serving those in need. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like why that's such a great, oper- like a great sort of entryway mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. So maybe we need to kick out some of the veterans and <laughs> bring in some new people. <laughs> Tell them there's know? always room. No, there's always room for more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's cool. So, uh, let's see what else we so we talked about authority. You talked yeah. about authority, power and authority. Cause right. Jesus, you said, so Jesus gives them authority and they have authority to do a couple things, right? Like mm-hmm. cast out demons, mm-hmm. heal the sick. Those are the two things they went and did yeah. actually. Um, and then what was the other one? It was, uh, oh yeah. And then, then they, and tell about the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, tell people like proclaim the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, so the word and the deed. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So you listed like a bunch of, which was interesting to me. I don't know if I'd like really seen like someone do specifically that, but you had, you listed these old Testament um, sort of like, I think what you're saying was like authority was like the, the power, like power yeah. coming upon people right? and power coming upon people pre Jesus, pre mm-hmm. um, Pentecost with, you know, the Holy spirit coming upon like all the believers there, but like, but power came upon people to right. do certain things, which is yeah. so interesting, right? Yeah, I made kind of an editorial decision on this particular message. We have talked a little bit in our Luke series about power and authority yeah. and healing. Uh, you did a great kind of message. And we've touched on it a few times, even on the podcast about like God can always heal. <laughs> he has the ability to yeah. always heal. He sometimes chooses to heal. Yeah. And then I think there was like a couple other windows there. And I'm like blanking off the top of my head, but like yeah. this idea of like kind of, I think sometimes we get worked up and like, oh, like the healing ministry, either it's all or it's nothing. Right. And so we're trying to understand, help people understand that like, no, it it can always happen, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so we've kind of talked about that. So I made an editorial decision to like, hey, let's not talk so much about the actual healing the disciples did in this situation, but let's talk about where they received it from. So I was just like chasing down some like, okay, God's obviously put power onto Jesus. Um, as the son of God. Um, but he'd done that for other people in the past too. The difference though, was Jesus then had the authority and the ability and the power to then transfer that power and authority mm-hmm. to someone else where the other prophets didn't necessarily get to do that. Yeah. So I was answering the question, who Elijah, is this? Maybe? Who is, yeah. I guess Elijah passed it to Elisha. Elisha. Yeah. But it's like God telling him to, yeah. right? But anyway, but sorry. no, but that would be, that's a, actually a good example. Yeah. So it's not like a, I say like a universal principle, Sure, sure, sure. but in general, who is this? We're answering the question. Well, Jesus was the one that had the ability to transfer power and authority. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish <laughs> it's always like on Monday, you have a better way of saying it than you do on Sunday. <laughs> no, you but said that. that I, mean, I said it in some ways, but um, I, I feel like that's what you said, but it's like, yeah, I just want us to really understand that that's who this was that walked walked amongst us. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, and just like interesting, like God can, even with those Old Testament ones, it's like God does what God wants. Like right. you might have created this, like we have this structure of like Jesus has come, Jesus grants us authority in some in some way to some things, and yeah. then the Holy Spirit has come and indwells us, and now we have certain like there's like sort of power elements of that. Yeah. And I feel like though, but like what some of those Old Testament passages do for me is it sort of breaks all the formulas of that. Like Uh, it's not like, hey, just FYI, like God does what God wants. God's going to give power to people to do things when he wants, you know, like just because you can't be like, well, I have this and this and this, therefore I get to do whatever. Right. I have the gifting or yeah, Yeah, I don't know. There's something like, I don't know. There's something interesting to me about that Mm -hmm. and and good. Um, Now. You talked about in and out, so you talked about going. 
Yeah. <laughs> Going back there and making your own burger. Right. So if you have the authority to do that. Right. And then you said something funny, which was like, I was wondering if you're a little sad about this. What? Because you said like, we better call the authorities. And then you're like, oh, I mean, because I have thor we don't have the authority i don't know if you like stepped on your oh, punchline that's funny yeah no i didn't even <laughs> I think didn't know about if you that. were like i don't know if that was like on accident or on purpose <laughs> just as a speaker kind of oh, like that's good moment. that's a good word play no, no but it was uh, like i'm gonna call the authorities but uh yeah have you ever uh have you ever um like just gone behind a counter somewhere well i used to work at togo's i was a sandwich artist <laughs> togo sandwich i love uh, the sandwich artist yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, against uh, the rules. Oh no. <laughs> Have yeah. you? I don't. <laughs> I don't think where I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. We did. Uh, we did work as VBS characters. We did work behind the counter at Chick Fil A. What? Couple, yeah, a couple years they had us at that one that's uh, down like by the Orange Mall or right. whatever. You know, they had us. Uh, uh, yeah, Rip. Yeah, R.I.P. Orange Mall's. Yeah, Orange Mall's closing. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though it's called something else, but I don't care. Sure. I just call it Orange Mall. And so then, you were behind the counter, like passing out stuff. Yeah. So we would like they had the, us in our crazy like I forget what outfits right. we were wearing, but like yeah, we stood behind the counter and like <laughs> poured drinks for people. Like you like, know, got even people that people. had no connection to VBS. Yeah, like, just whoever uh, is in line, man. Thank you, because the place was just packed <laughs> yeah. out with VBS. Right. And yeah, we were like. That's funny. Here's your food. We're saying my pleasure. The whole thing. Oh, know? that's funny. Yeah, super funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, do you think that backpack? Does that backpack really cost a thousand dollars? I don't know, man. You made that, you made that up? No, no. It was on my phone. That's where I got the idea. What? Yeah, I was like, you know, like those little advertisements I know, but you get. Like, it didn't look that big. Like, why did it cost a thousand dollars? I don't know, man. I'm so confused. It was like head to like. <laughs> knee it was it was like maybe the, the kid's head to their knee that was wearing it i just don't understand why it would cost 999 dollars it was bothering I me <laughs> i can show you the thing it was bothering me these are things that uh it's funny because <laughs> it's funny like i forget this because these things are just funny like as a preacher but what I, sometimes i forget even for like for me as a preacher is like how much as a listener yes. i can get Rabbit completely trail. derailed by something like that. It's not hard to imagine. So if you have anyone that listens to our podcast. <laughs> and I zero percent mean that as a critique of what you said, but no, it's just like sure. it's just funny how like totally. Anyway, there's just like giant backpack if you guys didn't oh, see. Oh, I am so aware of that because I'm also that person, right? Like <laughs> yeah. as you're teaching, there is a sense of like, okay, yeah, I I know that comment might have just taken 20 people <laughs> off to La La Land. Exactly. It was funny though. Um <laughs> I also liked your um, your sort of. It was funny because you eventually I wrote it down, and then you commented on it. But your little like mail cart stance, <laughs> you have this little. You kind of do this little crouch thing too, like you do like this power stance thing, like as a speaking thing too. But you de- you were doing your power stance and like your little like like you were power stance. You <laughs> do you want me to imitate your power stance yes, for you right stand now? Up. Okay, I'm gonna stand up, guys. I know this is a this is not a visual medium, but you kind of go. Okay, so feet just wide apart. It's kind of like you're guarding you're guarding someone in basketball. Yeah, yeah, it's like guarding in basketball. It's yeah. That, yeah. So picture somebody guarding in basketball. That's what I was doing for Matt. Oh, I love it. That's your power stance. Yep. It's not quite as intense as Sean McDowell's power stance. <laughs> Have you seen his power stance? Before? I can't recall it. He goes deep, like a doing a like a like an air squat. Well, he was a basketball player, so I know. Maybe so like, maybe that's why. Wow. So I like that, but also, yeah, but when you're That's pushing so the cart funny. and you're making it creak and then you're, yeah. I think that made you want to be an old man pushing the cart. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> I just like analyzing this kind of stuff. I think it's funny. Well, it's as, okay. So again, behind the scenes as a speaker, mm-hmm. um, there's like certain things that as you're preparing a message, at least in my mind, I might be alone in this, but I'm like, okay, if I have a little bit of time here, I might exaggerate or, or not exaggerate the story, but like lengthen the story. Oh, sure. And I sure. might even like give a few more like modes or like color. Or yeah. Something. Just to kind of help people stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm pretty deep into our sermon here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like I've kind of been talking at this level for a minute. So I just kind of want to be a little goofy for a second. Just mm-hmm. and it's an old youth pastor trick, but it's like just to kind of like connect yeah. back to people who maybe are at that spot where they're like $9.99 for the transport. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you brought me back in. <laughs> right, right. You definitely so, brought me back uh, in. Yeah, so sometimes it's like a little bit of a technique or art form. I don't know. It's, yeah, that was funny. It's sort of like on 
it's sort of subjective though if it works. Yeah, because I actually wrote your mail cart stance. Are you old? <laughs> Question mark. And then you said, and it, I commented. And then you I, said I don't know why I was I'm like, doing that. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was so funny though. That was oh, really good. That's good. But that was crazy. Like, so you're just like. I don't even know that you were you did that job. Yeah, so I had several I had job. several odd jobs during that whole season of interning uh, here yeah. at Calvary. So I did Women of Faith, which I didn't really explain well, but it was like a conference, conference. like kind of like Promise Keepers, if you were familiar with that. Yeah, so it was like that same. I understood that era. through context. Of yeah, it, yeah, I should have explained it a little bit. No, but um, so I yeah, so I, I was an operator for them, six a.m. to like ten a.m. I wonder if in like, the mornings. I wonder if Gen Z even knows what an operator is. No, probably not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you have to explain that? I even? was like, yeah, I was a phone. <laughs> I worked in a phone room of like thirty people all doing the same thing, and people were yeah, calling back before the internet. So you yeah. couldn't just purchase tickets online. Yeah. You had to call this phone number and be like, I'd like four tickets to the next Women of Faith conference in Texas. And like read their credit card number to you? Yeah. And then I'd have to like put in the credit card and like, okay, four tickets. We're going to mail them to you today. That's like, yeah, it's just such a different era as you think about it now. So I did that. <laughs> I parked cars at a couple oh, different yeah. locations. I uh, did the mail uh, cart thing for a while. I also worked for uh, a temp agency where I just like entered UP or the, like the 16 digit like code numbers for different products and stuff oh, gosh, over yeah. and over. I think you're saying else? that right. I think it was UPC, was it UPC code? codes. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. Uh, that was the worst one. Cause literally just entering 16 digit codes. I worked, <laughs> I worked for the Republican party for just a very short season where I like during the election cycle where I would like <laughs> knock on doors and not even know who I was representing, but it was just like a paycheck. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, there's like all kinds of stuff during. Yeah. That's awesome. Those are fun little weird but, jobs. But it was like, as I was saying, it was definitely, <clears throat> those things were all molding me mm-hmm. like to number one, appreciate mm-hmm. being in full-time vocational ministry when that opportunity rose yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, two, I think just even helping me understand where other people are coming from and yeah. then three, just humbling me to like do yeah. some stuff that I wasn't necessarily passionate about. Yeah, that's good. That makes a lot of sense. I, I remember cause I would work, um, like a, I worked for a construction job yeah. for, um, sometime for a finishing carpenter guy uh, and that most of the time just for like a remodel guy. It's the first time I've ever heard this. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, maybe three summers I did that uh, and, um, it was just like. It was hard work, yeah. you know? Uh, some of the time I actually worked for a framer too, um, mm. like an actual framer. And then, um, and I just had to, for, it was, I, I feel like there's one part where I, like for a month straight, all I did was hammer in these little, um, they're called like Tico nails. There's these small little nails that yeah. you hammer into these metal braces or brackets that go to kind of like hold the the way the like wood is just mm-hmm. being like tacked together. But then you like hold it together with these metal braces. Yeah. And it was just like all day yeah. by hand, those for just like a month, yeah. like just eight hour days or whatever. Well, I bet you got good at it. And yeah, I got a lot better at it. And like I got stronger too and stuff yeah. like that. But it's still, I was just like, I don't want to do this all day. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. just, for me and for some people, it's like, I don't think even no, nobody wants to do that all day. You want yeah. to advance. If you're in construction, you want to advance in that field to do something a little <laughs> better than that. Right. You, you start know? from the bottom. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, but yeah, so it mm-hmm. kind of goes along like totally. with your story where you're like, oh, I'm like appreciating this, but also recognizing like, oh yeah, this is, this is hard. Like sometimes like all sorts of people are yeah. doing like hard stuff. Yeah. And yeah. there's all kinds of like, I think rooting out of motives. Mm-hmm or what I wanted to do in life, who mm-hmm. I wanted to be, and that kind of thing too. I'll just never forget, yeah, walking into, I spoke of the story, and walking into this room and there's a girl I went to school with and yeah, she's so like, crazy. wait, I could just see like, what, what are you doing? And it's not yeah. to demean anyone that works in mail office or anything like that, but it was just more like, yeah. she had this big job and I had a yeah. very uh, uh, basic job. Well, and we all have to remember that you were the baseball oh, yeah. baseball yes, I regret star. saying that. I regret Gosh, saying that. That's not a star. <laughs> not at all. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's so funny. It's good. I actually think you, I, I always like want you to like talk up more about your baseball career because no. I think it's cooler than you do. No, even. anyone that witnessed it would no, it's awesome. <laughs> would take the same approach I that I did. It's so awesome. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, man. So calling people to that in this year, right? Exactly. Where's God sending you this year? 
even not just this year, but even tomorrow, yes. today, and yes. also like, yeah, also something that is in the future that you could be maybe preparing mm-hmm. yourself for. Mm-hmm. Maybe what is it that's going through two years with Jesus to yeah. be ready for in the future? That's well said. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's that's awesome. That, but I think it's important to recognize Jesus is sending all of us out mm-hmm. as he gets to the Great Commission. That like that's not like a for a few a select few. Yes. That's for everyone because yeah. he's kind of he kind of expands this this sending Mm -hmm. right like he starts with these 12 then he goes to the 72 and then it's like great commission he's kind of like all right guys everybody that's hears me let's go yeah (laughs) you know it's time to go for it yeah and god by his nature is ascending god i mean the triune godhead sends Mm -hmm. the sun into Mm -hmm. our world i think there's a bit of a sentiment over the last 30 40 years of like oh global missions either a no longer needed or b it's like uh we want to get away from colonialism or the sense right. that like, you know, you're bringing your like, Oh, I'm, I'm the more intelligent person coming right. to like a lower, um, you know, people group. And it's like, yeah, I get, there's like some definite dangers and cautions in that whole arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of people in the name of missions have done some really awful things, mm-hmm. uh, not been sensitive to culture. And yet I think to make the conclusion that like, Oh, we don't need to be sent anymore. We don't need to send people anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's just wrong because God's ascending God and yeah, exactly. he's establishing that right here in Luke nine and Luke 10. And then obviously in the great commission too. Yeah. That's awesome. So consider where will you, where's God sending you? Where will you go? Um, how will you respond? Uh, that's cool. I think it's good. I think we had a couple yep. of things we want to talk about, but I think we should, because we talked about um, quicksand for so long, <laughs> like we can save it for next week. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get to the emails. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you got, please send us an email, uh, podcast at calvarylife.org, whether you want to correct us on our quicksand understanding or yes. um, if you have a personal quicksand story. We'd love to hear it. Or UFO story or a Bigfoot story oh, or a black hole story <laughs> or tick story. Maybe not a tick story. You know, it would be awesome boring. if they were all connected. If oh, it was yeah. like a black hole, Bigfoot, tick Oh yeah. Quicksand wow. story all happened at the same time. So like you are in like you're hiking in the forest and a tick gets on you. You see Bigfoot. <laughs> you and Bigfoot both are running away from each other, but at the same time you go to do that, aliens abduct both of you and take you to space and then in space you go into a black hole. You know what? I think we've just written a book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this could be a trilogy. <laughs> And then that takes you to like dinosaur land or something. Yes. You know? Yeah, exactly. Legacy of monsters. Um. <laughs> All right. No, that's good. But we'll talk about some other stuff. But uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Podcast at calvarylife.org. And uh, thanks, Maddie, for sharing. Thanks for a great sermon. Um, and I look forward to doing the Luke 10 version of this story. Uh, should be fun. I'll just kind of like maybe play a video of, of you, <laughs> but like overdub it. And it's like, Jesus sent the, and you go to say 12 and I say 72. <laughs> so thanks for writing my next sermon. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.